0: Welcome to the Northfield Podcast Week in Review. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, for 2019, I'm going to look at the news for the last week, and we're going to look at it through the lenses of a biblical worldview and just talk about it. It's not going to be a huge, long thing, but it's only going to be available online. And so we're going to talk about different things that are in the news headlines from this last week that I think need to be addressed. So uh, that's what we're going to do. First thing out of the gate, uh, New York. <laughs> it was everywhere. Facebook was Alive and well with this information about what happened in New York. New York made a decision. uh, Governor Cuomo uh, signed into law the ability to abort a baby up until the point of birth. Like, this is the thing that really just frustrates me to no end. Like, this is the insanity of the world in which we live. To think, okay, the baby is in this birth canal. I saw this funny video that, that makes this magical, uh, it has magical music behind it. And it says, it, the, you know, a baby going through a birth canal gives it the right to have human rights. But if it's not gone through the birth canal, it doesn't have those rights and we can kill it. Like, that's the insanity that Satan has thrown into the world in which we live. Like, it, genuine insanity about life. Life in the womb is sacred. We have enough technology. Everybody's all, you know, pro science, pro science. There is enough science that has been laid out on the table to show that babies that are in their mama's wombs are actual human beings with feelings. They they recoil from pain, they yawn, they stretch, they do all these things inside of the mother's stomach. And the evil one, Satan, has done a masterful job at causing men and women to believe the lie that a baby inside of a mother's womb is not a real life. It's just sort of kind of a fetus. Yet, we'll look at life on Mars, and we'll see a little tiny cell or an amoeba, and everybody's like, Oh, look, that's it's, it's life in the, on, on Mars. It's life. Well... It it seems a little bit hypocritical to me that this is the world in which we live, that this is how we're we're doing things, that we'll we'll say that an eagle's egg is precious and you can go to jail if you smash that eagle egg, but if you abort a human human being there's no consequence in fact you're applauded there are, as a tour sh- hashtag shout your abortion you could sit on a you could sit on a stage and talk about your abortion and how you murdered your child but that's uh it's applauded like that's the insanity and here's the thing that's even crazier is if someone hits a pregnant woman in a car and kills not only the mother but kills the baby in the mother's womb it's double homicide. Like you can get a double manslaughter charge. You you're charged with the murder of two lives. Like that's the insanity to me that we will sit and we will listen to the junk that comes down the pike from the left-leaning anti-Bible, anti-Christ media and uh, liberal groups who will say, you know, yes, it's you you it's it's evil and wrong. Um, If you hit someone in a car and you kill them, but if you go to the doctor the doctor puts his, his nasty tools inside of a woman and pulls the baby out in pieces, it's fine. That's insane and that's wrong. Like, that's the thing that just drives me nuts. And I'm telling you, the acceleration of wickedness in the world in which we live, the acceleration of the wickedness in the world in which we live, is at breakneck speed and I'm telling you we are seeing and feeling the birth pains of uh, of what's coming the wrath of God is coming on a nation who openly murders its children and that's what we're doing we're openly murdering our children and at the point of this um, this broadcast right now um, I want to just do this I'm gonna type it up here real quick um, there's a, an abortion clock you can look up online <clears throat> it's called numberofabortions.com and it's it it breaks it down. In the United States today we've got 1606 right at this second. Um, since uh, 1973 Roe versus Wade, 61 million. This is just in the US. 61 million seven over it's just oh my gosh. Over 61 million babies have been killed by Planned Parenthood since 1978 million. Like, that's just, that's mind-boggling to me that we've had that many human beings killed. More human beings killed since 1973 after the Roe v.ersus Wade than all of the wars in the United States, that, 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 the, that the, war, the United States has been a part of. Like, that's insane to me to think about that. Um... I just, and we have a a governor in the United States that has sanctioned this, and I love that. There's so many there's so many uh, laws that are not coming up the heartbeat bill to try to push this idea that, that life begins at conception you know, p- closer the closer to the idea of life begins at conception. And I believe firmly that life begins at conception, and it is it is should be taken care of and cherished. At the moment of conception from that point until the baby gets here and then just and continue to to love and cherish and and provide for that little human being like that's incredible to me that we are doing this golly we need to be on our faces churches we need to stop being silent about this idea of abortion we need to start talking about it in a in a real-time fashion. And I'm not talking from a, yes, we condemn it. And here's the thing. It's a twofold thing. Because there's, there's grace. If you have had an abortion, there is grace for you. And I'm not going to condemn you and tell you that you are... Um, that I'm, not, I'm just not going to be mean to you about this. I'm going to have grace in, in this. And, and just as I would have with any other sin. Any other sin, I would say, there's hope. There's rescue. There's opportunity for you to find um, God's forgiveness through repentance. First John 1 9 says, if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all of your unrighteousness. That doesn't matter what it is. And if you have had an abortion, you have taken the life of another human being, God's grace is more than sufficient. And I can promise you, the baby that you aborted is in the arms of Jesus. I can just, I can assure you of that. Those babies are in the arms of Jesus and so i want you and i to understand that there is grace but there is time for action and i believe that the church needs to take action on this topic of abortion it's time it's time it's time so that that was the number one thing that i saw in the news this week that just sort of kind of blew my mind and it just uh, frustrated me but i'll tell you um You know, uh, the government shutdown this week stopped temporarily. So, potentially, it'll, I think, February 15th has a potential if we don't, if if Trump doesn't get what he wants, uh, as a result of this. Trump wants the wall. Okay, so here's the idea this is back to common sense. The wall is not a bad idea. There are tons of countries who have walls. There are tons of countries who have walls to protect their borders. There is nothing wrong with protecting borders borders whatsoever. Like there's just not. I want you to think about your own home. I want you to think about the house that you live in. You have walls in your home. You have a door with a lock on it. Your car has locks that has borders on it. Your your place where you live has borders on it you don't just leave your door wide open all the time and just let anyone and everyone walk through your door why because if they do there's a potential that people inside could be harmed there is rules there are rules in states that like called uh, the state i live in uh, in oklahoma it's called the stand your ground law so if someone comes into your house and breaks into your home or they come through the door and your door is locked and they are not supposed to be there, you have every right. If you shoot and kill them, you will not be prosecuted. If they come through your door, they forcefully enter the door and get into your domain of living, there is repercussions. There should be repercussions. If you come through a border illegally, you should be prosecuted. Now, if you go in almost any other country... Think about it. You go to, if you cross the border from into Iran or Iraq or any of the countries in the Middle East, they will put you in prison immediately. There's not a hey, come on in. You can you can have time here. It's come on, have a good time. You cross the border illegally, you will be prosecuted, put in jail, potentially killed. If you cross the border in those countries, though, that's the extreme harsh side of it. I think you should come, if you want to come to America, I get it why people want to come to America. America is absolutely amazing. The freedom that we have, the ability to, to move and do whatever we want. Like there's people, story after story after story, of people who come to America with $3 in their pockets, and they bust their humps, and they work, and they achieve their goals, and they become millionaires, and all this other stuff. There's a ton of potential for that. I get it. I understand why people want to get here. But come through the front door. Don't be trying to climb through the back wall or cross the back fence to get in. Because it's illegal. Come through the front door. And I know that there's a process. And here's what we need to do. We need to create a process that makes it a little easier to get through the door. I get that there's a vetting process. I get that it's just a long way. I get that people don't want to do that. I get that there's a potential they don't want to spend the money to get here. I understand But there's ways to get into this country to do it legally. We need to build a wall, period. There needs to be a boundary between Mexico and America, period. Now, if you notice, there's not a whole lot of illegal crossing. I know that there is. There's some illegal crossing up from Canada into America, but they don't have that big of an issue. I'm okay with putting a wall on the northern border, too. I really am. And I know that people don't like that idea, but I'm I'm all for securing our borders. And if you want to come through, knock on the front door. Knock on the front door and say, hey, how you doing? Now, if you come to my house and you knock on the front door and you ring my doorbell and you're like, and I talk to you and I welcome you into my home, guess what? Come on in. I'm You are welcome here. I'll fire up the coffee maker and we'll have a good time. You can even eat my table. But if you can't try to cr- climb through my windows illegally in the middle of the night, there will be repercussions. So, the government shutdown's over for the time being, but this is the thing that's crazy is the left, once again, is not interested, the left is not interested in trying to do anything to try to secure our borders. It's the same idea. They don't, that. and here's the thing, well, we want to make sure that the, the, the poor migrants get into the, we want to take care of them, they, they want to... Allow folks that want to come through the doors illegally and protect them. But back to they don't want to protect life. They want to protect life that potentially benefits them. That's what they're interested in. They're interested in benefiting from human beings. And if they can't benefit from human beings, let's go ahead and kill them. When life becomes obsolete at the beginning, it's eventually going to become obsolete at the end. And then there's just a matter of gray in the middle. If you don't fit the agenda, you will be taken out. Like this is the thing that just drives me crazy, guys. We gotta just we've gotta we've gotta have a little bit more common sense. Yes, we secure our borders, just like you secure your home. You lock your doors at night because you don't want someone to invade your home. Period. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with wanting to get our borders secure. None whatsoever. So, uh, next thing I saw on the news was Venezuela is going down in flames, literally, like riots and craziness. This is just proof that socialism does not work. Like, on paper, it looks like it's going to work. But when you introduce a sinful heart and a sinful human race into the equation, it's never going to go as it should. Like, I get the idea of socialism. Everybody share and take care of one another. That's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea to take care of one another and to share and to help. It's not a bad idea, but you're going to get people because they're sinful people that are like like the the dictator currently in Venezuela, the guy that was in there, uh, was Hugo Chavez. That was bad. That was a bad thing too. And and the uh, Madro Maduro, however you want to say his name, the current dictator, he's crazy. And socialism doesn't work. It just doesn't work because sin is in the equation. And when you have sin in the equation, you have a sinful heart. People are greedy. People are mean. People want to destroy others, and they want to take what they can so that they can get better they can have a better life for themselves. Because the, the guys that are in charge in Venezuela, they're not starving to death. They got nice houses with plenty of electricity and plenty of food. The people that are at the bottom of the rung they're the ones that are going to be hurt. And that's the crazy thing. I Listen to these socialist politicians in America. They're like, oh, it'll work here. No, it won't. It's not going to work. It's never... Socialism doesn't work. Everybody's like, um, we can make it work this time. We can. No. History has proven over and over and over again that it doesn't work. It's just... it's, It's a failed system. It doesn't work, but that's the... And this is back to the idea, I think, that we've got blinders on. The world in which we live... The enemy has blinded so many people and they don't see the actual ramifications of what could happen. And so the enemy lies, whispers in your ear, this is what it could be, this is where you could go, and it's a lie. He has one goal, to steal, kill, and destroy. That's the enemy's goal. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy. And that's why we have to get our mindset back to the a biblical worldview. This is why Jesus is so important. This is the reason the gospel is so pivotal in humanity. The gospel changes everything. The gospel transforms everyone's lives. When the gospel is actually placed in front of people and they 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 come into the gospel, they come into the idea of the gospel and, and the rule and the reign of the gospel. It transforms lives. It transforms communities. It transforms cities just look where the gospel penetrates in communities and how everything changes for the better like it really does now i'm not talking about the crazy backwoods hyper fundamentalist crazy you know woman go make me a sandwich i'm not that's not biblical christianity that's just not that's stupidity but when you have a a a system set up where people live sacrificially for one another and they love one another regardless it changes everything guys that's that's what we need that's that now that's the news that i want to find i want to see where the gospel's penetrating lives and transforming i've got a friend who this week flew down to the amazon and went up like 250 miles up the the amazon river with bibles uh, to a to a tribe and he has their language and a bible and he's going to go he's going to go hand those bibles out to people this week and just that's going to transform that tribe that's going to transform that community. When they start reading and seeing the gospel, it's going to transform the lives of men and women are all, all over the place. History has shown us over and over and over again when biblical, gospel-centered Christianity steps into the equation, everything gets better. Everything is always better. Now, I get it, you still got flawed humanity. I get it, but for the most part, Christianity does. Good biblical-centered Christianity transforms lives, and that's what we need. That's what we need. So, uh, I hope that this is—you have pretty much listened to me rant, <laughs> um, and and just these are the ideas, these are the news this week, and these are the ways I think that the news can be, or we can fix these things. So, number one, abortion is bad. We need to get rid of it. We need to ban abortion. We need to get rid of it. Period. Um, build a wall. I'm not against building a wall, but make the make the doors wide. Put some big lights on it. And say, "Man, come on in. Let's put a pot a, cot, a pot of coffee on and let's have uh, dinner together." Secure the wall, secure the borders, but man, make the door big enough for folks to come through and say, "Hey, you're welcome. We want you here. Welcome, them in. And come through legally. That's what I'm. That's what we're looking for. Just do the right thing. I think that's just the bottom line. If we just did the right thing, if if humanity, if human beings just did the right things towards one another, and we just loved one another, I just I made this post on Facebook last night. I said that um, Jesus has gone. Jesus goes out of the way. He loves the unlovable. He 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 went after the the outcast, the social outcast, and all these different things. And I just I, I tend to avoid the people that Jesus chased the most. I I tend to try to stay away from the people that that Jesus ran after the fastest. And I just, man, I would just change my heart. That's my hope, that my heart would change. And so this this is the exact wording I said. Over and over again in the Bible, Jesus goes after the unlovable, the difficult, and the social outcast. Oh, Father, help me to be more like you and less like me. Like I want to be less like me, and I want to be more like Jesus. Help me to love everyone that comes into my life. So that's, that's my hope as we end this little midweek broadcast is that we find people this week and we love everyone that comes into our lives. Love them. And even the ones like I know I've talked about Governor Cuomo and all these different folks. These folks need to be prayed for. So I can, I can promise you, people need to be prayed for. Cuomo needs to be prayed for. All these folks that we disagree with, pray for them. Like, that's the starting point. Let's start praying for the people that we disagree with. And let's see where God takes it from there. Love you guys. Enjoy your week.